two, three, fuck it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Whatever You Want to Call It podcast with your boy, your host, your compadre. You know what it is. You know the game. You know my name, but I'm going to tell you that anyways, it's Marquise Nash. I'm kind of breathing hard because I was rushing. Not really rushing, but I was trying to hurry up and get online. Well, not get online, but I was having a little bit of technical difficulties. That's why I started a little bit late, but usually I don't do Sunday um podcast episodes, but I, today I decided to do one just for the, this a special occasion, which is the special occasion. You might ask, what is the special occasion? It's the Green Bay Packers. That's the damn special occasion. Um, it's not really special in a good way, special in a bad way, but you know what I mean. But if you are have been sitting on a rock or you haven't watched a football game, just because a couple of things, you probably went to church today, which I get that, <laughs> or you just got home because you probably you went somewhere like a baseball game or whatever, or whatever. You might have been just not watching the game. You might have just been really, really tired. <coughs> oh, so, excuse me, but you might have been really, really tired or whatever. But um, but if you haven't watched the game, the game ended 38-3. to The Packers pretty much looked awful in every – pretty much in every aspect. I mean, defensive-wise, they were terrible. Offensive-wise, they were even all were worse. I mean – it, this game was like one of them games where you wanted to like just like you know when they talk about run through a wall that 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 that's, that's literally what I wanted to do. I literally wanted to run through a wall because I just I first of all, I was it's, I was upset with the Packers the way they played. They looked like they weren't there. They looked like okay they were there physically but mentally they weren't there. Like you mentally you felt like they were still in Green Bay. Like they still was left in Green Bay. Like their souls were left in Green Bay. You remember. I don't know if you guys remember. You probably do. Guys probably do remember Space Jam when they those aliens took uh, Michael Jordan, not Michael Jordan, but they took uh, all them NBA players' talent. That's what it felt like today. It just felt like somebody just took their talent and just say, "Okay, now go out there and play." And they just look like the Saints. You made Jameis Winston look like he was like a seasoned veteran, which he is a seasoned veteran, but he's not that great of a veteran like that. Like he's you made this guy look like he's just. The second coming of Drew Brees, like, cause he looked like Drew Brees out there, conservative, passing well. He passed. He only had one really good deep pass too. I think the one that the uh, kick returner number eleven. But for the most part, he really didn't do anything spectacular. He was fourteen of twenty, uh, one hundred forty-eight yards passing with five TDs. And you like, okay, how did they get the TDs? First of all, they, the Packers put him in great field goal position a lot of the times with their defense. They went for it like three times. So with them going for it three times, to uh two of the three times they got it was they got pinned on fourth down and they gave the Saints great field goal position. They started off the Packers started off by giving up fifteen a fifteen play uh th- a field goal on the first play of the game. Oh no, no first not first play on the first uh series of the game and then the second series of the game. The Packers gave another 15-yard, 15-play, 15 15-play, uh, 15 and they gave up a touchdown on this one. 
So it just, for me, I, they started off awful, off jump, off real. And I thought, okay, the Packers are going to adjust. Just me thinking I'm good. The Packers are going to adjust. They're going to just, they're in emotions right now. They're like going through the motions, not in emotions, but they're going through the motions right now. But they'll get it right. They'll get it straight. So I'm thinking, okay, the defense is going to pip up. And then the defense give up 17 points. So now it's 17-0. I'm like, and it's by then, it's like almost the third quarter. I mean, that's the third quarter, but the second quarter is damn near over by then. And then you look, okay, they need some momentum. And they get a couple yards or whatever. They get some major yards. They get in field goal range. They make three. And the, and the score is 3-17 to 17 at halftime. And then you look, okay, the Packers get the ball after halftime. They got some momentum going into halftime because they got some good plays here and there or whatever. So you think, okay, that's good. That's the positive. So then you go into halftime. Got, you come out of halftime, and the Packers are doing well. They moved down the field. They got a couple lucky plays. Not lucky plays. They got a couple flags on the defense. They are moving down the field. They're, like, probably at, like, the 30-yard line. They, they're they doing well. They're moving down the field. They're getting the, getting the ball out before the pressure comes. And you're like, okay, they're doing something. They, you, and I said, at the time, it's 17-3. to 3, So they make a, they get a touchdown. It's the game just like that. And then you, okay, then you, you have to tell your defense, okay, play some defense. And you're usually like, okay, you usually, as a Packers fan, you don't worry as much because you have Aaron Rodgers going by your side. So you like, if Aaron Rodgers is right here, we know we can do something. So by then, okay, uh, fast forward to the play, pretty much the play of the game that kind of ended, that pretty much started a a a collide, uh, a not a collide, but a collision of of terribleness, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. A collision of terribleness. Well, it don't make sense, but I'm going to say it. A collision of terribleness or a avalanche of awfulness. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know. It's a lot of... I'm going to give it a lot of adverbs or adverbs or verbs like of how I feel right now. A, colli- a colossal of of, of, of hideousness, uh, hideousness. That's what... It's pretty much what it was today. And it will just and I'll go over the stats real quick with you. So the stats are Aaron Rodgers was 15 of 28, 30, 133 yards, zero touchdown to two interceptions. Jordan Love was 50, 5 of 7, 68 yards, zero touchdown, zero interceptions. AJ Dillon was at four carries, 19 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. Uh Hill had, I forgot his name, Carrion or Kyrian. It's something with a K. Um he had Five carries for 14 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. Aaron Jones had one carry. Aaron Jones had five carries for nine yards, 1.8 per yard. Uh, uh, Joy, not Joy, is Randall, but uh, <laughs> Randall Cobb had one carry for one yard and one yards, one yards, one yard, one yards, one yard per carry. Then you have Devontae Adams. He was five. 56, I mean, 5 of 56, 5 yards receiving, 58, 56 yards, 56 yards receiving, 11.2 yards per carry. And I'm just going to go on with that. I don't really want to go over anything else because I'm already upset. And then we're going to go over the Saints stats. And the Saints stats are Jameis Winston was 14 to 20, 148 yards receiving, not receiving, but uh, 148 yards, uh, no, not receiving, but, um, what I'm trying to say, a passing in the five TD, zero interceptions. Taysom Hill was one of one, three yards. Uh, we got Kamara. He had 20 yards. He had 20 carries for 83 yards. You got uh, 
You got T. Ju T. Jones Jr. He had 11 carries for 50 50 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. Then we're going to go on to the wide receivers. We have D. Harris. He had two receptions for 72 yards, 36 yards per carry, which were reception. Then you have Jay Johnson, Juwan Johnson. He had three carry, three receiving yards. Not were three receiving yards, but three receptions for 21 yards. Then we had uh, Troutman. He had three three receiving uh receiving. He had three receptions and 21 and draw three receptions and 18 yards, six yards per uh, catch or whatever. So I'm kind of messing up. I'm kind of stumbling on words, as you see, because I'm kind of looking at it on my phone right now. Or my notes, not my phone, but my tablet. Um, so for me, that's what that's what those are the stats. And as you see the stats, I'm gonna analyze that right now. So for me, I just feel like this game, just throw this in the trash. These are one of them games where when you're a good team, you throw this in the trash. You say, This is an anomaly. This is not gonna happen again. We're not gonna we're not gonna ruin this game. This next game is an anomaly. Next game they play is Monday, next Monday against the Detroit Lions. I don't know if it's in Detroit or not, but they play the Detroit Lions next Monday. So for me, it's just what I'm getting out of this game is that I mean, because it really wasn't any positive like that. I mean, other than positive that I can say is that the punter is really good. That uh, the punter that we got is really good. He is really good. But all that's the only thing really I can say about um, the Green Bay Packers. But it's just for me. I just, I don't know, man. It's just irritating, man. It's so fucking irritating being a Packers fan sometimes. Because as a fan, I try to be optimistic. As a fan, I try to stick to my 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 groins. And when I mean my groins, I stick to my faith. And I stick to okay, the Packers gonna get through it. This is just a this is just a phase, or this is just one game. But at the end of the day, this always happens. Because and this and this is why I hate. When the Packers lose and the way we lose sometimes is because we get these undercover Tom Brady fans, or not even undercover, we they come out now because Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers and he's playing well and he's forty, what, forty-four, forty-five, but was success and really successful. And he has a successful career right now. He has seven rings or whatever. And people are just like, Oh my God, this is just Tom Brady's the GOAT. And I you can debate that. And I I can probably I'll concede a little bit to that. But then let me let me argue this, and the argument is that is Tom Brady really the goat, or is Tom Brady really that great player, or does he take advantage of opportunities, which he does? And what I mean by that, take advantage of opportunities, that let's talk about Tom Brady's upbringing. And I always bring this up because it's 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 a legit case for me. I mean, and I know the Patriots drafted Tom Brady. In like the what fifth round or whatever, I don't know what draft he, what uh, what he, but he got drafted late. That's what I'll say. That he got drafted late. He didn't. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a number one pick, which means he wasn't on anybody's radar, even the Patriots' radar at the time. He wasn't a guy that we need now. They had Drew Bledsoe at the time. Drew Bledsoe got injured in a game. Tom Brady came in. Took say took advantage of the opportunity, and he didn't look back after that. And for me to see that, I always, always, I always, always think of that when I see Tom Brady being successful. He takes advantage of his opportunities. And let's, let's talk about Tom Brady's 
rings. Just, just, just to talk about it because everybody are that's what people most people arguments are is that Tom Brady is clutcher than than Aaron Rodgers. Then you look at he got seven rings. Aaron Rodgers only has one. That's the reason why Aaron Rodgers is not the better quarterback out of the two. Then you talk about the two, and then we then we always talk about let's and then on top of that we all, what you guys always talk about. And what I mean by you guys, I mean Patriots fans, not Patriots fans, but Tom Brady fans and Cowboys fans. Because I have the I vitriol, or I have hatred for both sides. Patriots fans, not Patriots fans, but I have vitriol with. Tom Brady fans, and I have vitriol with Cowboys fans for two different reasons. Delusional. Delusion is, is one of the things, if that makes sense. Delusion. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm making up words today, but I don't really care. <laughs> but And I'll always call the, the the Dallas Cowboys, they are just delusional. Then I will say the Tom Brady fans are privileged delusion, delusional. Like they privileged delusionally, like they're delusionally privileged. And what I mean by that is, when I say they're delusionally privileged, is that they have a privilege of being around a quarterback like Tom Brady. But then the, where the delusion comes in is that when Tom Brady loses, and it's because of him, it, that people say, "Oh, well, it's other people's fault. It's uh, them. It's their fault. It's the coach. It's the wide receivers. They don't have any wide receivers. Their offensive line sucks, or their offensive line is not that good." Which is a legit, legit case. But then on the other end, where the hypocrisy comes in and in at is that when the defense plays well and the the team wins because either their defense plays well or they have good wide receivers and the wide receivers wide receivers play well, they'll say, Oh well, Tom Brady, this is why Tom Brady is the GOAT. This is why Tom Brady is the GOAT. And we look at okay, well, they have a top five defense. They're gonna have a top five defense coming back next this year. Pretty much they're primarily healthy. The Packers aren't. Packers have two rookies at the offensive line position. To, to, to We have a rookie at center and a rookie at guard. We don't have our main, our best offensive guard, guard at, or not even guard, our best offensive, uh, offensive lineman in David Bagiari. He's out for six weeks. He's not going to be back until week six. So you have that guy that's out. And that affected us tremendous, tremendously. This game, you can even you can you can tell it affected us. This game, even look just look at a lot of the plays where Aaron Rodgers got. Look at mainly the two plays. The first where let's just look at the first play. Not let's look, but what rewatch the game and look at the play where Aaron Rodgers threw his his first pick. The first pick was because the offensive line broke out. They just couldn't stand at all. They couldn't make a stand at all. And Cameron Jordan just rent. Right at Aaron Rodgers, forced him to pass the ball, and Aaron Rodgers got picked off, and they scored on the on the next on the I think the next couple possessions after that after they got the pick. The second one, I'll give you, I'll give you credit. Aaron Rodgers overthrew the shit out of it. I mean, he, he just overthrew the hell out of it. But at the same time, you could tell the team wasn't there. They're they're physically they were there, but mentally they wasn't there at all. And I can say too, it was hot as hell outside. As I was watching the game, I saw even you can even tell they were drained, especially with the defense. The defense was on the field damn near the entire game. The offense barely got any run on the run at all, with the exception of the second half. The second half was it showed some positives because they came out, they made a field goal right before halftime, 
And you're like, okay, the Packers are gonna this. That's when the, uh, my optimism came in. At it's like, I thought, okay, the Packers are gonna score. They're gonna make it a game. Jameis Winston is gonna be Jameis Winston. He's gonna overthrow something. He's gonna do something, or the Packers defense is gonna come up and play well. And as the play goes on, I see the Packers get picked off. I'm like, oh my. God, and that pretty much sealed the game, pretty much. That was the end of the game, I felt like, in my eye. That, and that was the play of the game, if you want to tell me. That was the play of the game. Because the Packers, like I said, the Packers were, the Packers were down by 14. They had momentum coming to halftime, coming out of halftime. And they were down by, what, two touchdowns. They really, like I said, like I said before, the Saints didn't really do anything spectacular. They really was playing super conservative because they didn't want to go in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers. Because we all know if you go in a – Fucking shootout with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gonna come out that shootout, guns blazing. He's gonna come out that shoot shootout winning. So for me, I can see the game plan. They it, it seemed like, and I'm not no this to Jameis Winston, but it seemed like they were not trying. They were trying to make the simple stuff. It seemed like they were trying to play Jameis Winston like a rookie. You know how when they play a rookie in the preseason and they don't want to rub him to do a lot or they don't want him to overwork himself, so they are just okay, give him simple plays. Give him like this run play. Give him this screen. Give him this something that can get the ball out fast. Like that's what it felt like with James Winston. They weren't trying to overdo it with James Winston. They weren't trying to give him those spectacular plays. They wasn't trying to give him any like like some spectacular like some special plays or whatever. They just gave him some simple screen plays. Oh, let's run the ball a little bit. And their offensive line was tremendous. What I can give credit where credit is due. Their offensive line was great. But at the same time, like we all gotta, we gotta admit, we just let's just admit this: if the Packers had a chance to get this game over again, the Packers most likely would have won the game. And you could tell the Packers, the Packers were exhausted. The defense was just couldn't, they couldn't stop them. The Saints got anything they wanted on the field. They felt like running the ball for five, they were going to run the ball for five. They felt like passing the ball for fourteen, they were going to pass the ball for fourteen. James Winston ran around. He didn't really do anything spectacular running the ball like wise, but he got on a lot of pressure. And then what could really kind of really I knew the game was over when that the the roughing the passer call against Darius Smith. That pissed me the hell off. And you could obviously see that wasn't a that wasn't a rough in the pass because he didn't hit over the head. Because usually what that's what you check for. You check for okay, you see, okay, did he hit him in the head? No. He hit him over the neck. No. He just got a good hit. It was just a big hard hit, and and then even you just look at it as a natural stance, as just like being natural. Even Jameis Winston naturally didn't even like because usually when you get a big hit on a quarterback, a quarterback kind of makes a, this this reaction like, "Oh my God, you didn't call this," and then they end up calling it. Jameis Winston even knew it wasn't a call because immediately when he got hit, he thought, "Okay, this is a regular a regular play or whatever. I'm going after whoever got the, whoever he picked off," and it, it was. First of all, it was momentum because the Packers had just got scored on and the Packers had momentum and they could have had a chance to either win for some. <coughs> I apologize. I'm coughing a little bit, but I'm all right. I don't got the corona, though. But, um, yeah, I don't got the corona. Because I just seem like every time when people cough, people kind of look at them now. Like, nowadays, you never would have thought people coughing would be somebody would make people look back. But coughing, coughing on Coughing like a like a uh, a room full of people with your without your mask on, they gonna look at you like nigga, you got corona. But um, now this is a little joke joke for uh, with this little sadness that we had with the Packers. But um, 
And I want to talk to this guy that I, I've, I've been knowing for him for a while. He's uh, really close. I'm really close to him. I know his daughters. I mean, I know his daughters like they're like sis they're like sisters to me. And he his, his daughters probably know what I'm finna talk say right now. I'm calling out Brother Tyrese. I mean, he know who he is. If your daughters are watching this, I mean, listen to this, he know what I'm talking about. And I I, I don't wanna be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy today because I don't really care. Um and this is this is why cause he, the reason why I talked about bandwagons and Tom Brady fans and Cowboys fans was because of him today. Cause I saw a post of him. He posted something today and said something like it was in my eyes. He said basically that don't put Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence as no, or don't put Tom Brady in the same sentence as Aaron Rodgers, which was telling me like, Oh boy, Tom Brady is a better quarterback, which we all know if football players know football players, most football players give it. Tom Brady credit because okay he got seven rings so you can't deny it so you can't you gotta say it's like almost like when you win a when you're a little kid and you in little league and you get a ring just you get a trophy just because you're you're participated that's kind of how people do Tom Brady they just say okay he's the goat just to get on people good side or just to just to get past that oh Tom Brady's the goat oh he's the goat man I mean and I'm not and I'm not doubting that Tom Brady's good like I said Tom Brady has done some good things. But Tom Brady is the most overrated player in the NFL. The most overrated player. And the reason why I say he's the most overrated player is because people like Tyrese that say stuff like this, that say, oh, well, Tom Brady's the better player out of the two. When you but then when you look at look, you look at it in hindsight, and you look at his castmates, and you look at the defense that he has, you look at the coaching that he has, you look at the offensive coordinators he had. You look, you look at the possible Hall of Famers at tight end, at wide receiver that he has, and you look like you look like okay, this is the reason why he, he's successful. It's not just because of Tom Brady. It's about it's a it's a whole collection of people. The reason why Tom Brady is good as good as he is, it's a collection of people. The reason why Tom Brady has seven rings, and then on top of that, it's not because of Tyrese. But I was watching. I think it was either. Um, some uh, Tom Brady kind of came out and said, "I'm not chasing after Joe Montana. I'm chasing after Michael Jordan." And then we, there was this, it was this big discussion about is Tom Brady clutcher than Michael Jordan, and that just that just really ticked me off. That pissed me off even more because you know how you remember when I don't know if y'all a little old school like my mama old school a little bit. Remember when you your grandma grandma would probably do this to you like in my age, which I'm 26, but your grandma would probably do this to you. If you remember when you used to say a bad word, you cussed, or you said a bad word, your grandma would put soap in your mouth and say, so, put the soap in my mouth, watch, the, watch your dirty mouth. That's literally what I want to do to some Tom Brady fans or some Cowboys fans. Just put some soap in your mouth because you, you're talking dirty. Whatever you come out of your mouth, it's, it's, it's filthy. Put some Listerine in your mouth because whatever coming out, what's coming out of your mouth is filthy. And for me, it's just, I hate that. I hate that so much. I hate that so much. And it just pisses me off because we're we're gonna we're gonna see this for what a week now. People are gonna talk about oh Aaron Rodgers is his career over or we're gonna talk about all this stuff. We're gonna overreact. Most not we, but most some people or most people are gonna overreact and say, Oh well Aaron Rodgers looked like he was he was out of shape or he looked like he he wasn't himself, like 
or he looked like he was, he should have retired. He looked retired. He looks, and we're gonna have all these lookers. We're gonna have all these people that analyze Aaron Rodgers and say he's not the same and he's he's washed up. And then we gonna then the next then the crazy thing is that them same people that call Aaron Rodgers washed up are gonna be them same people that bite their tongue or bite 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 the bullet when Aaron Rodgers goes back to the NFC Championship this year and probably face either the Buccaneers. Or some other team, but they're gonna face some team in the NFC Championship, and that's and that's what it's, that's the funny thing about this whole thing, is that people the same people that say Aaron Rodgers is washed up are the same people that say if you have if you could pick a team if you could pick a player out of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady you would say Tom you would say not Tom Brady you would say Aaron freaking Rodgers. So for me, it's just like that's what I, I hate about Tom Brady fans like Tyrese. He know what I'm talking about, so. I mean, if he's listening to this, he know he know who I'm talking about, Tyrese, brother Tyrese. I'm not gonna say his last name because if I say his last name, he gonna know he really gonna know who I'm talking about. But I just want to make it a mystery. I want to make it a mystery. But um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast, y'all. I think you guys for listening to the podcast. I probably I probably I will be doing a podcast episode on Tuesday and Saturday. I'm sorry I'm sorry for you guys not posting a lot of my podcast a lot because I've been really busy. Just working on some little things with my podcast. Gonna get my merch out in a minute um, to you guys. Um, and I know I've been saying it for a while, but I've really been inconsistent. And I apologize for that. I apologize for not giving you guys consistency. So I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. Also, you can go to my Twitter, like for guys like Tyrese, you can go to my Twitter at Marquis M A R K E S E ninety five Sports. You can tweet me. You can go on my Instagram for guys like Tyrese. You can go to my Instagram, and you can go to Marquis ninety five Sports. Also, that's all together M A R K E S E ninety five Sports. And then also, you can go to my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it Facebook page. Follow the page, like the page, share my my post. I'm gonna be posting a lot. Like I said, I'm 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 getting better at consistency, so I, I apologize to you guys again about that. But I thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys this Tuesday with another episode of the whatever you want to call a podcast. And again, I thank you guys for listening to the whatever you want to call a podcast, where everything is controversial. Might be some things, but mostly for the most part, everything. Is controversial and anything can happen. And I mean, anything can happen. I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.